just I'm going to start off by saying thank you, Kumbi. Thank you for being here. Thank you for taking time out of your schedule to sit down and chat with me. It's been a thank long time you. coming. Uh, I think definitely like two months. Two months. Absolutely. <laughs> onto the show. Uh, but I'm grateful. Truly, uh, it's, it's a pleasure and honor to have a content creator of your caliber on the show. Thank you for having me. I feel honored. It's pretty cool. I was watching, <laughs> I'm going to confess, uh, I was watching um, Godfrey's show and you were on it uh, like last week. Yeah. And I was jealous. I was like, this is not fair. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this is rigged, bro. What the heck? No, there's um, enough but, me yeah, for everybody. Don't worry. Don't worry. <laughs> there's plenty of kumbi to go around. Yeah. Honestly. Exactly. Um, but how... How are you? Just right off the bat, just let us know how you're doing, how you're feeling about year, about everything that's going on in your life. Yeah. Um, I'm good. About the year, I think, yeah, no, 2021, we're not going to talk about this year ever again when it's done, honestly. Um, people thought 2020 was horrible. For me, 2021 has been the worst. But no, right now, I'm really grateful to be where I'm at. I'm really grateful to be alive and breathing, to be provided for. There's a lot to be grateful for. So I'm okay. I'm happy. Today's a better day, and I'm grateful for that as well. How are you? No, I'm, I'm fine. I'm good. Uh, given the circumstances we find ourselves in, in this year, in the last two years, actually, I'm doing good. And I think I can attest that to God, bro. Like, honestly, truthfully, I wouldn't be where I am. I wouldn't survive a lot that I've survived if it wasn't for God. Um, and I, I'm super pumped. I'm just going to say I'm super pumped because it's my final university semester. So this last two months being in university. I'm super hey. excited about that. Super stoked. To I'm happy for you. It up, bro. <laughs> I'm happy for you. Yeah, it's an amazing feeling. Mm, um, and I find so much peace. Uh, in recording and meeting people and chatting to people like this. So um, I'm actually about to jump into a new, um, my final exam period, project period. So recording things like this is really like a refresher from work, uh, from schoolwork. And I'm, I'm good. I'm in a good space. I'm really enjoying it. Um, but you mentioned something about like how <laughs> 2021 has been hectic and you're like, last year we put 2020 was bad but 2021 for a lot of people has been like worse and you never really know what to expect moving forward right so it's like you kind of go through one thing and you're like this is the worst it can't get worse than this and then it does and, and then, then it you're does grateful yeah. for what you thought was yeah and then you're almost grateful for 2020 and you're like flip that wasn't so bad after all uh, <laughs> exactly so it gives you a little bit of perspective yeah it gives you perspective you're like mm. <laughs> um so true i think i've sort of tried to learn to be in the moment no matter how difficult the situation is i'm like i'm experiencing this let me figure out what i can learn bro. like uh what is it uh that i can learn now that i can use to equip myself in the future so for you personally uh in the personal level creatively speaking or otherwise um what have you learned through this really tough period that you feel like is going to equip you for the better in the future wisdom yes <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah no i totally agree with what you're saying i totally agree so what do you feel like you are better off for given like the really tough things that you've gone through i know for myself i'm better off this entire podcast wouldn't have been possible if it wasn't for 
the actual COVID, you know, the actual lockdown. Um, cause I gave myself a lot of excuses. I'm like, I'm too busy with school. And then school wasn't a thing. I was learning from home and I had all this time and I had no excuses anymore. So I'm like, and as much as it's been a tough situation and I'm not dumbing down all the hectic things that have gone on in the world, but for me, I've definitely found some positive things through it. And that's the birth of this podcast. So for you, what are some of the things that you feel like if it wasn't for all of this, these things wouldn't have happened? Wouldn't have happened. Um, honestly, it's just my journey of, you know, to living with intention. Um, that started during the lockdown period because obviously you've got so much time to yourself, so much time to think and to just reflect on who you are and who you want to become. So I started this journey just sharing little things I did for my self-care and, you know, people were like onto it and they were really interested and they really um, also joined in the bandwagon. And for me, it's it's obviously an ongoing process, but it's been a, a lot of self-awareness, learning of self, um, accepting of self. Because before, like you said, we're so busy doing so many other things. You actually don't really take time to, to, to just get to know who you are. And lockdown forced us to do that. It forced us to just see within and to work within ourselves before, you know, we pour out. And so I understood that concept of learning myself, of, of accepting myself and, you know, um, just living with intention, being intentional about everything, about my life, about my friendships, my relationships, about my work, everything that I did. It became just a you know all part of that journey, you know. So that I'm really grateful for. I am really really grateful for that. Mm. And when did this uh, creative thing start? I know we've spoken off camera, and you've told me that you've dabbled a bit into photography. And yeah, to see more of that, please. We are begging. You. <laughs> <laughs> but when did this creative thing start? Like, tell us about how you grew up, um, and was there anything? in your life or in your surroundings that influenced you to then be where you are today? Yeah, no, definitely. Growing up as a little kid, and this is something I only discovered last year, that when I was younger, I was always working with my hands. So, you know, you'd find me like on a Saturday afternoon, I'd be sitting by the TV knitting or, you know, I was just always making something, drawing something, sticking stuff together, you know, all those craft things we did at school. I think that was my favorite subject, to be honest. Um, absolutely enjoyed it. And then coming, you know, going into high school, I enjoyed art. So I did art at A-level. Um, and then I wanted to go study uh, graphic design and photography, but I didn't get the opportunity to do that. So I then ended up teaching myself photography. So I just, you know, self-taught watching videos on YouTube. And that's when I also started my blog in 2015 because I was such a DIYer. I'm a DIY queen. Like I would make everything for myself like makeup products trust me i was making that highlighter for myself because i couldn't afford half the stuff in uni so yeah i couldn't afford it i couldn't afford a lot of stuff and i wanted to you know look the part and be the part so i was like okay you know what let's see if we can find the materials cheap cheap let's you know make the stuff ourselves and it just became a thing where i was just always making stuff and a lot of people you know on campus would be like oh my gosh where did you get this how did you do this you know and i was like i did it myself i made it myself and you know that's how i that's how my diy blog started so that was in 2015 and my first project i remember was a headboard i made a headboard in my bed for my bedroom and <laughs> well, I had help. I had help because obviously the drilling and stuff, I wasn't too, 
I didn't really know, but the whole idea, bringing it together, it was, it was me. And that was my first project. And then that's just how, you know, the blog started and the blog then turned into my YouTube channel where I just share bits and bobs of my life. It's just a journey. And, you know, um, I wouldn't say I niche down to certain, like to one particular thing. I'm not just a DIY blogger. I moved away from that because I have so much more to tell and so much more to share. So that's where it started. So photography also started around the same time, around 2014, 2015. Um, I to do some shoots on campus, you know. Uh, so most of them were actually free shoots and then some were paid. Whoa. And then... Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know any better. I did not know any better. <laughs> I did not know I could monetize my skill. But no, it was mm. fun. Um, I don't regret it at all. I don't regret it. I did learn a lot of stuff and it was just a lovely, lovely experience just discovering what I can do, you know, discovering self. I think, yeah, that, that's what it was. It was discovering myself and discovering my voice and the place that I could have on the internet. I really wish I could have started my YouTube channel sooner, but fear got the best of me and I didn't. I only started it in 2018, but had I started it in 2015, I'm pretty sure I would have been doing way, way better than, than where I'm at now. Although I'm still grateful. I'm still grateful. But yeah, <laughs> that's, that's been my journey so far. I love it. It's beautiful. And there's so much there I could tap into and ask about and we could focus on. Um, but I mean, just to, uh, reiterate this, this part about being grateful. I always feel the same, uh, about myself as well. It's like, flip, I should have started this thing earlier, man. Like, um, but I was scared and it's, it's, it's a real fear, right? <laughs> I mean, you see all these people in the space doing so many things. And then for me personally, it was, dang, I don't have the gear that he has. I don't have the resources that she has. You know, mm. um, but you kind of just start with what you have and you grow from that. Uh, and I wish I had people in my life to tell me to kind of push this thing. <laughs> but I was so scared. I didn't even tell a lot of people that I wanted to be a content creator, you know. Uh, but again, glory to God for pulling me out and navigating my heart and my mind into taking a first step and building this thing. And hopefully I can continue to do that. Um, but you mentioned something very critical and I think I loved about it. It's monetizing yourself and doing a lot of free shoots at the beginning of your career, right? Um, how do you feel about that now? Uh, are you still someone who does free shoots, shoots just for just, or you feel like you're at a point now where you've realized the potential that this thing has and you've, you're telling me about buying a new camera, you know? So it's like, you just don't, Cameras don't fall from the sky. You invest into this thing and then you just go out and you shoot for free. Like, what, what is your perception on monetizing as content creators now? I think it's important. I wouldn't say I'm particularly good at it because I still do free shoots. Uh, <laughs> cool free. But yeah. <laughs> I know, I know. I need to monetize everything. I know. But sometimes I'm just like, would anyone really pay for this? Would they actually really want that, you know? Um, but yeah, no, it's really important to monetize and to know our worth as creators. Because uh, being in Zimbabwe, especially being, you know, a lot of my audience is from Zim. I've not really tapped into the SA audience, particularly. Um, but Zimbabweans don't really understand the whole concept of content creation. For them, they just see it as making videos. 
and they don't see the work that goes behind the scenes, the artistry, the craft that goes into it. I'm not just sitting here and talking to you. I need to talk to you and make sense. That is my thinking that is going into this. Um, and what I'm saying to you, if it's educational, is going to help you at some point in your life. That's value. I'm adding value to your life. So, you know, people don't really understand the concept of pay for that value. You know, you're going to pay for a book. Why aren't you going to pay for someone's video? There's financial You know, why aren't you well, going to pay I mean, for someone? Gear. Yeah, exactly. I bought gear. Why aren't you going to pay for a space in my video? Because I am reaching a certain um, number of people, right? But you're going to pay for a billboard or you're going to pay for a newspaper ad. As much as, yes, newspapers were bought by, um, you know, hundreds and thousands of people back in the day, obviously. Um, me reaching a thousand people, I'm reaching a thousand people who are influenced or who are going to listen and care about what I say, which means chances are 90% of the time, they will actually consider getting your product. So pay me for that because, you know, I am worthy, you know, of that because I'm actually putting it into their face. Whereas if you put it in the newspaper, someone might actually just flip. So maybe you're only going to get you know, 5% of people actually saying, okay, I'm going to go for that product. Just an example. But, you know, um, trying to, you know, we're still trying to tap into that, you know, into into that space in Zim and to let people know that, you know, it's, you know, it's worth it. It's worth it to pay a content creator who is taking photographs because there's a way that they're going to photograph your product or your service or whatever it is. They're going to capture it in a certain way that is very different to how you would as a business person. Right, because they're bringing in their creative, their creativity into it. So yeah, no, it's important for us to monetize. I'm still learning. Um, I'm grateful to have friends who are always pushing me. Um, you know, always pushing me to say, dude, make them pay, make them pay. Okay, don't don't charge. You're charging too little. You need to increase that. You know, I'm so grateful to have people who who also push me because sometimes I'm just like, would they really pay for it? Would they even afford it? You know, you always come up with an excuse to just do it for free. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's a normal feeling. Uh, I can definitely relate to it. Um, I felt like that for the longest time, uh, taking photos. I've done so many, too many countless free shoots. Um, but I've, like you're saying, I've had friends, I've had people close to me. Uh, give me slack for it for the better man and it makes sense right um i'm because i'm paying for transport i'm paying my time is being used that i could have been used on someone something else doing something else uh but i'm shooting and then i'm editing and then i'm delivering and it's yeah that your creativity take, your eye just yeah just the way that there's you a lot that's it. put into mm. there's a lot that's put into it uh and i think uh it's it's not an easy thing especially if you enjoy what enjoy what you do so I know for myself, I don't know what it is like for you, but for myself, I get <laughs> so much fulfillment from being in a space and shooting. And then money is almost like a bonus. So after I leave the scene without being paid, I'm so fulfilled. It's only then when someone says, ah, but Owen, you could have, you know, uh, gotten a little bit of money and then you could have improved your skill. You could have paid for a course. You could have bought better gear. Uh, and then I'm like, flip, you're right. <laughs> There's more to this. Um, but I'm genuinely fulfilled being in the space creating. Um, and, and I think that's my biggest problem, you know. Uh, it's a good problem as well, right? Because when you have monetized, when you have monetized and work isn't coming and you're still shooting, it's like, it's not a bad space to be in, you know, um, because it's, it's easy then to find yourself in a space where you've monetized and you're now shooting just for the guaps and then you're not really getting a lot of, 
uh, paying paid work, it's demoralizing. <laughs> um, so I think uh, it's nice to be in a headspace where you go into this thing because you're genuinely passionate about it. And whatever you get paid for it is almost like a bonus, you know, uh, and you always are almost consistent and passionate about what, about what you do. Um, but I also wanted to tap onto like a really interesting topic and that's like consistency. <laughs> for me, for me personally, I didn't, I didn't see it as a thing when I started. I was making videos, uh, all over the show, right? Like once every three weeks, once every month, once every two weeks, sometimes four weeks in a row, I was dropping content. Um, but when there was a period in time for about three months, I was super consistent. Every Monday I was dropping, every Sunday, every Monday I was dropping a video and there was uh, a lot of people commenting about how consistent I was being. And I was like, flip, that's a thing that people actually notice. Uh, and that shook me. That shook me really hard. I was like, dang, uh, this retains people. This keeps people looped into what you're doing. And how have you dealt with consistency? Like, has it Oh, I've been, been terrible. I've been terrible. That's why I laughed when you put it up. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be like me. Do not be like me. <laughs> Um, it's been hard. It's been so hard. I was consistent when I first started. Okay. So with the blog, if I remember correctly, I was quite consistent, um, with the blog posts and everything. And then I went into YouTube or then I stopped blogging at some point for like a year. And then I started my YouTube channel. And then, yeah, please don't judge me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not it's gonna, it gets worse it gets worse oh, it gets no. worse um, I started my channel my channel I was quite consistent when I was back home and then I moved back to SA when I moved here yeah it all just went because now my mental well-being was a mess and I was trying to find my feet and there's just a lot going on I just was not my best self and so creating content was just really difficult so 2019 I was the most inconsistent Han. I was inconsistent, shame, I'm sorry. And then um, 2020, I tried to get back on the... But, you know, it's always like I get back and then I fall off. I get back and I fall off. And it's all, it's been like that, you know, to date. Uh, right now, I've been consistent for the past month, you know. I was consistent in July. And then... August, I kind of fell off for like two weeks. And then I came back in September, you know, I've been consistent. And I see the difference that it makes on my channel. I see how the numbers have dwindled. And now I have to work extra hard to get back up again. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's so sometimes it's discouraging. And it's, now you're kind of like, ah, I was inconsistent. That's why the numbers are not great. But I have to keep going in order for me to get the numbers going again. But then people are not watching. So should I really continue? Because, you know, people are not, you know, it's, it's a lot of like mental fighting, um, just trying to be consistent. And, you know, when they say consistency is key, it's so true. Because like you're saying, I also noticed that when I am consistent, there are certain people who will keep coming back and, you know, just showing up, you know, watching and, you know, enjoying the content. But if you, if you, if you stop being consistent, they forget about you. You're kind of out of sight. Because there's so much content being released at any given point in time, right? So the gap you filled as a content creator in their life, in their heads is easily replaced by the next content creator. If you miss the consistency, if you don't post on a Monday, they're like, okay, flip now. Mm. Then they look for the next video. You know what I mean? What you're saying makes sense. Literally, yeah. 
And there's some people who even say, oh my gosh, today's Sunday. My faves are posting today, you know, and then they'll tag me and a couple of other creators. So they're expecting that on Sunday, I'm going to have videos to watch probably for a good hour where I have people who are posting on Sunday. You know, so if you remove your video, that's like 20 minutes. You know, now it's down to 40 minutes of the entertainment. And it's like, ah, you're disappointing me. <laughs> yeah, but consistency in everything. I mean, I'm just speaking in terms of YouTube. In everything that you're doing, even if it comes to like photography, being consistent in learning and in, in just doing it all, all over and over again, because the more you do it, the better you get at it as well. So it's consistency in terms of, yes, people watching and liking your content, but it's even in you getting better. Practice makes perfect. That is absolutely true. The way that I edited a month ago is not the way my edits are going now. But if I take a break for two months, I'm definitely going to forget some of those things, some of the little things that are coming to me naturally. So editing that used to take me four hours is now down to two hours because I've been consistent with it mm -hmm. and I keep practicing. So it's important to just be consistent with your craft, no matter what it is, because the more you do it, the better you become at it. Mm. And I've seen that. Thank um, you for coming to my TED Talk. Yeah! <laughs> Let's go, Kumbi. We love it. We love it. We love it. <laughs> and you spitting hard facts. Uh, no cap. Um, I've seen you, bro. Um, I had someone come to me recently. Uh, they hit me up on Facebook and they're like, yo, I've seen you doing this photography thing. Uh, I want you to teach me how to be a photographer. And then I started chatting to them. And in that conversation, I realized, no, 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 no. This is not how it's done. The best way for you to learn anything really, truly is to go out there and do it. And that's how I learned. Uh, because now I, I remembered when I was learning how to take photos, um, YouTube was my best friend, right? I watched all these videos, uh, all these content creators, ISO, uh, shutter speed, and all these things, aperture, and I thought I knew it. I thought I knew it. I thought I had it nailed, brah. I was like, if I'm outside, 100 ISO, ABCD, shadows, reflector. And then I got my first gig. And Kumbi, I'm telling you, all the photos were dark. Everything was black um and then i was like but i've learned all these things i put the settings they told me to put where am i getting it wrong and it, <laughs> you know what i mean and then it was the second third fourth and only maybe the fifth or sixth time trying uh shooting did i realize flip it's it's about the situation you're in at the time there's no formula to creativity there's no formula to art there's no formula to making youtube videos you're kind of in the space, in the moment. That's an amazing then, example, yeah. Then you create. Yeah, I, you like, create. I like the way you put it. Yeah, yeah then you create, bruh. You don't there's no perfect, there. exactly. Yeah, there's no formula. There's no definition to it. I've seen people do crazy things with lighting. I've seen people do crazy things with shutter speed. And they defy the so-called laws that are put into place uh, uh, generally just to help us learn the concept. But you create, you do what you do with what you have in that space. Um, so I really back your TED Talk. And I think you should do a part two on that. And just being consistent. Going out there and doing it some more. <laughs> no, for real. You're spitting facts, bro. Going out there and doing it some more. Uh, there's no better way to learn. And there's no better way to be better at what you're doing. Um, concept about putting a certain amount of hours. I think it's like 10,000 hours into something for you to really know what it is that you're doing and if you're not putting in the time then you're not going to get anything out of it truthfully and honestly so i back what you're saying i do back what you're saying um the next thing i want to talk about ask you about is figuring out who you are 
as a creative? Um, is that still a process or you sort of have an idea of the content you want to make and who you are as a person and how you want to reflect that through the content that you make? So you talk about taking a break from the blog, taking a break from YouTube once in a while. That's all a process. And I feel like that's all fine. I think that's okay. You don't want to be in a space where uh, you're creating content for the sake of creating content because there's a following. Truthfully and honestly, sorry to the following <laughs> that you've built, but you're also a human being with a mind and a heart that needs to be taken care of. So if you're not in a good space, if you're not happy with what you're making, take time out, you know, figure things out. Um, and then come back when you're truly and well and true when you're truly fine so that you can present work and you can present a version of yourself that's in the best form so that people can enjoy the best content. So how has the journey been for you trying to figure out who you are as a person and how that ties into the kind of content that you create? Uh, it's definitely a process. It's we're, we're ever changing as human beings, which means I, as an individual, I'm always going to change. The person that you knew five years ago is probably not, is definitely actually not who I am today. And that goes with my content creating as well, because I, for me, and that's why I don't like to niche myself into you know, to niche down into one little box because I'm just sharing my journey of life. That's what it is. It's sharing my journey of life. So the different facets of my, right now I'm in that space where adulting is hard and I'm going to share that, you know, um, I'm going to share what I'm learning, how I'm navigating adulthood because that's the stage I'm at and that's the content I'm creating. So that's just a personal thing. Um, I don't want to niche down particularly to one little thing like, okay, all we're doing here is DIY and I'm just going to teach you stuff because there's more to me and I would want to share certain, you know, you know, other parts of who I am. So it's definitely a process. It's definitely ever changing, but nothing is, a, not nothing ever stays the same in, in anything. Photography, Years ago is not photography today. Um, technology years ago is not what technology looks like today. Everything is always going to change. So I would be very worried if I, if a creator says, yeah, no, I remain the same. I would be very, very worried because yeah, it's concerning because life is changing. We are changing. Our environments are changing. And because of that, even the way we create will always change as well. What we find important is going to change. What the story we want to tell will change. It's never going to be the same. I don't know if that answers you. No, we are. We, I hope it does. That sounded like another TED talk. I thought you were just going to keep going and going. And going. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoyed that. I enjoyed that. Yeah. You're spitting facts as well. It makes sense. Uh, only one thing is constant, I feel, and that's God and who he is, right? And I think everything else has potential to change, either for the better or for the worst. And our hope, I guess, as human beings, is to try to change for the better. Um, so that's a fascinating topic because I do feel like um, I've always looked at myself as wanting to reach a certain point in my creativity and what I can do. And then I'm like, no, but that's not enough. Because if you aim for something, not, not, nothing wrong with aiming for something, but if you aim for something and you get there and then you relax, you're, that's, I feel like there's something wrong there. Um, and I felt that a lot of the times being a photographer, making YouTube videos, I felt like, okay, that's wake up and like, I'm okay now. There's, there's no need to grow. There's no need to learn anymore. But everything else around me is changing. So the way people consume content is changing. The way people take photos is changing. And if I'm stuck in, uh, level that I reached in 2015 and all these other things are happening around me, all these other platforms are available for me to make content and I'm not doing that because 
I'm on Instagram and I reach the peak on Instagram, then I'm not growing and I'm not learning and I'm not being better as a content creator and I'm not serving the purpose that I need to serve as a content creator. So I dig that. I dig that a lot. It's a constant process. I would love to know where you draw your inspiration from. And you say that um, you haven't leashed yourself. You haven't put yourself in a little box. You almost put your eggs in many different baskets, right? So into blogging, into doing this photography, into doing video and YouTube. You're into doing a lot of different things, creatively speaking. But where do you draw your inspiration from? Um, is it one source for everything or you kind of look at a lot of different people, a lot of different places for inspiration for everything you're sort of into? I think the latter. It's from a lot of different spaces, a lot of different experiences, a lot of different people. Um, and just different things going on. To be honest, if I feel like um, I need this and someone could need it too, you know, that's already, you know, something happening for someone. So, I mean, for content, you know, as I share my content on the different platforms. So I wouldn't say I have like a certain place where I draw inspiration from. Um, it's really just life, everything, life and everything around it, if that makes sense. Mm. It does make yeah. sense. It makes a lot of sense. And um, mm. on that topic of feeling like, someone's going through something or you're seeing something going on and you can share about it. I, I do feel like the more you grow as a content creator uh, and gain a following, they more, they probably start requesting or expecting certain stuff to come from you. So the question there is, um, how do you deal with situations where uh, people are requesting you to change because they want to see a certain type of kumbi, but that's not who you are. Um, and I think you've seen it, we've all seen it in content creators who start small, especially musicians, because that we, we see that a lot, who start small and genuine and good, but the more they grow, they change and like flip. I miss so-and-so's music from so from 10 years ago. You know, that was the real so-and-so, but now, you know, they've kind of conformed because the world demands that, you know. You don't make money if you don't, make a certain type of <laughs> if you don't conform so it's like yeah because it becomes conform, about the money exactly it becomes about the money right so how do you feel now gaining a following and you're continuing to grow now for people to start coming at you and be like yo we feel like you should try doing this kind of content and you're like ah but that's not me how will you deal with that or have you seen or started to feel like that's coming your way I'll be very honest I haven't not yet I don't have people asking me to change or to you know Yes, they'll have requests for certain types of content, but they, it's, it's always in line with who I am and what I do. I haven't had any situation where people are, you know, um, asking for too much, where people are, you know, expectant of me. Like they, 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 you know, where people become entitled to me and to my content. I don't think I've really experienced that yet. Um, again, maybe because I'm not big, I'm not as big yet. Uh, so I do see it happening with other content creators where people become entitled to them, to their lives, to, to, to everything in between. Um, people, I don't post, like, for example, I don't post my relationships online. Like if I'm in a relationship, no one ever knows if I am, if I am now they know I am, but they don't know who it is, you know? And I've had people ask, you know, can you please post a blog with Bay? And I'm like, no, I'm not going to. And they respect it. They respect that um, that's a part of my life I'm not sharing. So, um, yeah, I don't think I, 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 I've really experienced where people expect me to change it yet. However, I'm not writing it off to say it will never happen. But when it does, I'll, I'll figure it out when it happens. <laughs> and that's a, that's a good response. I love that. I'll figure it out when it happens. Because um, 
too many times in a lot of different situations, it's very easy to be like, oh, when I get Kokanai, Kokanai, I'm going to be like this, like that. And then when you're in the situation, you're like, snap, it's not what you anticipated it to be. So that's that's a very dope way to kind of deal with it. It's like, okay, fine. Right now it's not happening and it's cool. Let's kind of deal with what's going on now. And when we do get to that point, if it at all happens, we'll deal with it when we get there. Uh, and I love also the separation of content creation and your personal life like you are still a human with a life and you can only give away so much of yourself um i've seen so many people get wrecked uh by the internet for having a content life that's their life <laughs> like their entire life you know it's a huge risk it's a huge risk taking that uh especially when you start including uh people who aren't even in the creative space so your parents your siblings uh, people you're in relationships with your friends like you can take it maybe you're used to being in front of the camera but when you start including other people as well and they start getting bashed uh, god forbid that ever happens it's not easy right so I, I love that separation of saying this is a platform for making content i will share about myself but to an extent uh, and kind of ins- asserting that drive towards the people who follow you and then they know when we're going on this channel this is what we're expecting. We're this is what we're getting. More, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. And that's dope uh, for you to be able to speak about that and talk about that and let people know uh, who you are. That's almost kind of defining uh, who you are and al- alerting people of what to expect when they follow you. Uh, but speaking about growth as well um, and continuing to grow and seeing you grow, which I'm excited for, um, what is your ultimate goal? Like, do you have Uh, one specific goal that you have in terms of growing as a content creator, growing as an individual. Um, Yeah, what is the goal? I want to be known as the content creator who, you know, became, you know, who was authentically herself and she served her purpose and she served us. That makes sense. Um, so everything, I, everything that I do, I want to add value at any point. I'm adding value in terms of, you know, how to, you know, how to live better, how to do things in a certain way, whatever I'm doing, I'm sharing value in one way or another. And I want to know, I want to be known, sorry, as that, that person who was, she changed my life, you know? She changed my life in her living her purpose. She changed my life and she served me or she served us. That's what I want to be known as online. That's all. Mm. And and yeah. how have you felt now with some of the responses that you do get with the content that you do create? How does it make you feel to see that? Yeah, oh, they're amazing, 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 amazing responses. I love, and I absolutely love people who come into my DMs and they just, you know, tell me how, you know, when you shared this video, you really helped me. Or when you shared this, this really helped me. I now do this, you know, it's amazing. And I'm always like, it's... I can't even describe the feeling. It's beautiful. <laughs> it's a different feeling. It's a beautiful, beautiful put feeling. Money on. Yes. And I'm so grateful that I I also feel like with the way I don't have too many followers, um, it allows me to have relation to like, create relationships with the people who do follow me, to actually be able to respond to them, to talk to them, um, to have a bit of a conversation, you know? Um that's I think that's one of the pros of not being so big. 
Because I, I can't imagine if you have a hundred thousand followers and you have you know and twenty two hundred people, people in your DMs. People sending you DMs. <laughs> it's a lot, and now you have to extend yourself to all these people. You can't. It it became it becomes less authentic, you know. So. I'm really, yeah, no, the, the response from my, my, my tribe, my community has been amazing and I really, really appreciate them. <laughs> that is a beautiful thing. That is a beautiful thing indeed. Uh, especially, uh, you taking time out to build personal relationships with them. It's not something that's easy. It doesn't matter if you've got a huge following or if you've got a small following. Uh, just taking time out of what you are doing to respond to someone's message. Uh, and it's crazy because you're not obligated to. So it's a conscious decision that you make, time that you set aside to do that. And that's huge. That's huge. Uh, it's, it's, it's a good thing that you're doing. And I pray that God um, can Thank definitely you. continue to bless you for that. Honestly, truthfully. <laughs> um, but you've been in the game a hot minute now. You're talking about 2014, 2015, uh, being creative, or even in high school and primary school and doing arts and joint and uh Throughout that whole period of time, what has been the biggest lesson you've learned about life, maybe in general or creatively specifically? Like what's the one, or it doesn't have to be one lesson actually, but just like, what have you learned? And you're like, snap, this is real. This is real. I know for me, <laughs> it's been the concept of you, that I'm the, I'm my biggest critic almost. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll kind of make content and I'll release it or not release it. Um, but I'll always look at it like it's not good enough. And once I do share it, uh, whether publicly or privately, people are always like, this is really good stuff, bro. Like you need to start to give yourself a pat on the back, which I've had to start to do. Um, because I'm always so hard on myself. Uh, I'm trying to reach this level. I'm trying to get to this space where, um, I'm like 110%, right? But, uh, I don't notice the growth. Like you were saying, the way I edited four months ago is not the way I edit now. And I need to give myself credit for the work I've put in. Um, and I don't do that enough. And that's been a big, big lesson for me, uh, being in a creative space. So what are some of the things you've learned? Comparison is the thief of all joy. Yo. Um, Yo. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I find myself comparing myself to people, comparing myself to people who are in the same um, industry, who do the same stuff I do. And that is always going to steal my joy. And it's important to be intentional about the kind of content you are taking in as well as a content creator. When you see that person, are you genuinely happy for them or are you jealous of them? And if you find yourself having any negative emotion, if you have any negative emotion, please remove them from your, from your space because they're not doing anything wrong. That is a you problem. That is not a them problem. Um, so I'm very intentional about the people I do follow on social media. I'm intentional about the content that I do take in because I don't want to start feeling less than. And it's so hard. It's so hard when you see someone who's not doing, who's not, who looks like they're not putting as much effort as you're putting in, but they're getting more views or more whatever. And you get really upset, like, wow, you know, do they know how much, um, how much effort I'm putting into my work and they're not appreciating it? You know, start comparing yourself. Um, so yeah, no, comparison is the thief of all joy. Do not, if, if you feel any negativity, any negative energy coming, please remove them from your space 
and, and it doesn't matter. It's okay. It's, it's not, it, it's, it's, what's the word? Um, it's not offensive because chances are they probably won't even notice. But the effect that it has on you is, is way worse than the effect it has on them. Them losing one follower is nothing. But for you to keep following and to keep watching and to keep taking it in and being jealous and feeling like you're less than, you're doing yourself a disservice. So that's been, that's been the biggest thing. And you know, with creativity, there's no cap. There's no, this is the best and this is the worst. You know, mm. um, everyone is allowed to, to express themselves however, in whatever way they want, whichever way they want. Someone is going to appreciate it. It might not be you, but it doesn't mean that, you know, um, they're not being creative or then they're less than. So there's no cap on creativity. There's no best and worst as much as the world has sort of set that up. Honestly, if someone is just expressing themselves, allow them to express themselves. So remove yourself from anything where you think you're, you're worse or you're whatever. Remove yourself from it. Yeah. That is so lit. That is so lit. Um, I've been, I've been, still am trying to deal with that process of comparison. It's uh, the reason why I took so long as well to hop into the space, right? It's like, but so-and-so is doing this. I could never, you know? And like you're saying, it's a disservice because I'm in my thoughts and this person is having a good time making content. Genuinely yeah, they're doing content, good things. They don't even and I'm care about what you're thinking. Like, ah, but they yeah, don't even know you. Yeah, bro. They don't even know I exist, bro. So it's, it's, they it's don't even know you. Yeah. It's yeah. not worth it. And I, uh, what you said, I'm, it's the first time I'm hearing it, but I think it's a good piece of advice. Don't follow them. You don't need to follow them. And like you're saying, they probably won't even realize losing one follower or the amount of damage that it does to you. Um, and again, it's not saying they're not a good content creator, but it's wrecking you. It's wrecking you from the inside and it's unhealthy um, to do that. So it's, it's definitely a process of working as well on yourself and how you look at your content against others. But as you work on that, I think in the meantime, definitely... Be sure of who you follow. Make sure you aren't putting yourselves, yourself in a situation where you detest someone because they are just doing what they do. Hey, Iowa, that's not exactly right. <laughs> but it's a real thing. It's a real thing. I was it's in a conversation a with a friend. Yeah, I was in a conversation with a friend and they were saying they saw someone they went to primary school with start a business and it hurt them. It hurt them hard. He's like, I'm trying to get through this degree but I'm out of a business. Like, and then he's like, but that was a realization for me that flipped it. I need to work on myself. That's not them, bro. Um, Cause we were, we were then talking about the concept. Yakuti, why is it that we have the social media thing, but the only time we ever chat um, is when someone's done something bad. You really want to get into the group chat and be like, ah, oh, but when someone yeah. does something good, Whenever in there, like, oh, Flip, have you seen what Kumbi's done? She's reached this milestone. She's amazing. Business, and we yeah. chat about it. Yeah, that's amazing. We never do that. Um, mm-hmm. And then that's when he ended up saying, I saw this person doing this thing and it hurt me when I saw them doing this thing. Um, so I don't know what the world has done to us or the content that we consume, uh, the way society has kind of drilled us to not shine light on people's successes. You know, we only kind of want to shine light when we potentially have something to benefit. Uh, I've seen it when I've reached out to people when I started. It's not even two years since I started this thing, but I reached out to people um, 
at the beginning and then they almost were like what do i have to benefit they didn't say that but you can kind of get the energy could see this person's like you have nothing to show for what you've done why should i be on your podcast a year later the same people have been back and they've been like flip i want in can we schedule something uh which is an interesting dynamic um but someone helped me understand could see as well that it's it's not a bad thing sometimes <laughs> they really genuinely can't see what they can get out of it and i've had to learn to put myself in their shoes you know if if i was someone who had a lot on my plate and i was doing a lot and someone came to me and they asked for something i mean it's a hectic situation i don't know what do you feel about that how do you feel about being in a space where you want help with something but because you're really small no one's really giving you attention and once you do blow up they're all up in your space how do you feel about that oh, i don't know eh? i've never really experienced it i've always been in my own lane on you know doing my own thing check all the time i just own lane do my thing whoever is about it will come to me i i don't know if that's like if <laughs> i don't know how that comes out but yeah i've never really reached out to people you are <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think also for me, it was just my journey has always just has always just been about me. Like I, I collaborations is something I started later on when I had actually established, you know, a name for myself. Then I was Tete Humba. Um but honestly, it was just I just did my own thing. I just did my own blog. I, you know, shared my content on the different platforms just by myself, doing my own thing. And then that's when I went when I moved back home, that's when I had photographers reaching out to me wanting to do like creative shoots with me and stuff like that. But I never actually reached out to anyone and said, please, can you, can we work together? It's always been people coming to me. So I'm, I'm like, yeah, I'm blessed. I'm blessed to have never experienced that. And how do you feel about collaborations in general? What's your perspective? What do you take on collaboration? Oh, I love them. I love them. Mm-hmm. I absolutely love, you know, um, different energy, as long as it's good energy. Um, but it's, it's two minds coming together. You know, it's two people mm-hmm. coming together. Um, not even looking at how it benefits each one of us, because obviously you're now reaching a wider audience, but it's just mm. um, sharing ideas, sharing concepts, sharing creativity, and it just opens you up to to their world. So I'm pro collaborations. Anytime, most of the people who've come to me asking to collab, I've said yes, you know, and I don't really look at how is it going to benefit me or are you riding on my following and whatever. It's not about that. It's just two minds coming together and um, sharing ideas, sharing, having conversations and opening our minds up to something totally different as well. I so, think, yeah, I'm pro, I'm pro collaborations. And I think that's the benefit in it for me. It's those two minds coming together and getting a different perspective. Um, it's, it's crazy how, and I've said this a couple times now, it's crazy how you can give two photographers the same gear, how you can give two painters the same, uh, paint and paintbrushes and same canvas, uh, how you can give, you know, two bloggers the same platform to post something, uh, the same English, right? And then you get something so different every time. Two different perspectives. Exactly. Give exactly. them the same model, same space, yeah. same time, and it's like no way. Different so eye, different eye, different mm. mind, different feeling, different, different soul, eye, different movement. You know, when uh, you're painting, yeah. different stroke. It's it's different <laughs> yeah. people. The way they grew up and what they've learned, their ideologies and what mm. they believe in, it's exactly. so different, and it all compounds into creating a piece of work 
that's completely unique. Never again can it be created and never again can they create it as well exactly the way it is, which what which is what makes art so priceless and unique. You can't snap the same photo twice. You can't. The angle is always going to be different. Um, and what you put it in, into it is going to be so different. So I value collaborations for that reason. Um, so that I'm, I'm, I'm learning and I'm, I'm getting a different perspective on something that I thought I had mastered. I thought I knew. And once you sit down and chat to someone 10 minutes, 15 minutes tops, you're like, I don't know much. You're like, there's, wait, what? Yeah, there's so really? much more to this thing. Never thought, thought of right? it like that. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So I value that for collaborations and I think it's something that I'll continually to continually do um, as I progress with my creative journey. Um, but what's your favorite part about being in this space? Um, when you wake up uh, and you're driven and you want to go out, you want to make content, you want to make arts, video, photo, whatever it is. It's the process. It's the process. What do you mean the process? Please. I enjoy it. I enjoy the process of creating, of making things, of recording and editing, of, you know, I just enjoy that process. For me, it's more about the process than it is about actually then putting it out. Um so you find that I have like projects that probably people might not ever see that I just do at home by myself. And you enjoy that. <laughs> because I just, I enjoy the process. Mm. Yeah. The, the process of creating and seeing the satisfaction that I did that. I made this. I created this and look at it on the TV, you know, um, especially like when I do, when I do my vlogs, my YouTube videos, and then I, I always watch it on my TV before it goes public and just watching it and like, huh, wow. It feels go, different. Girl. It feels <laughs> different being able to complete something, to have a vision in your head and then you see it come to life. It's like and it comes crazy. Yes. It's crazy. <laughs> it's a beautiful, beautiful feeling. I'm mm. just like, wow, wow, I created this. I did this piece of art. Yes, you go, girl. And then I just give myself a pat on my back, you know, fill myself a little bit and then, you know, come back to earth. <laughs> big well done and I love that like I was saying earlier it's one thing that I've had to learn to do to give myself a pat on the back because I'm always mm. like ah this is not good enough you know um, I think a content nah, creator's props a content creator's biggest achievement is completing something like so many people yes. have started pieces have started artworks have started books have written songs that have never been completed uh, you know so Tasking yourself to do something and then completing it and it's final. Whether you release it to the world or not, ah, you've done a good thing. You've definitely, definitely done a good thing, you know. And for you in, in, in the entire journey that you've had thus far, what has been your proudest moment? What's the one thing that you look at and you're like, this is what I'm definitely proud of so far? Oh, I don't know. I think this year... When I won Vlog of the Year for the Zoom Blog Awards, and I had no idea I'd even been nominated. <laughs> <laughs> that is funny. That is funny. What was that? Yeah, like? no, what was the person you know how who Zim nominated blog, you? Zoom Blog, they, you know, you get nominated. They say, you know, tell people that you're nominated. Get your people to, you know, vote for you. Which is fair, you know, fair and fine. So I, that's what they did last year. So yeah, last year I think I won beauty or something, beauty vlogger or something like that of the year. But this year I won vlog of the year and I had no idea I'd even been nominated. So someone is sending me a message and they're like, congratulations. I'm like, for what? 
And she sends me a screenshot. I'm like, huh? She's like, no, it's in blog, you know, you and I'm like, sis. I have How no does idea. That but just who nominated you? Who I have voting no for you. <laughs> I still don't know. <laughs> I still don't know. But for me, it's just that idea that people are watching. People are watching and they are enjoying it and they see you. I am being seen. Um, that was like a, you're doing well, babes. Like, even with your inconsistency, you're still seen. You go, girl. Um, <laughs> so yeah, that was, that is the, one of the, you know, proud moments. I don't know if it's the proudest moment, but it's the proud moment that I can think of right now. Yeah, there's definitely tons. There's, there's definitely tons of proud moments. I know for myself, re- realizing how to edit on Lightroom when I really thought like, Okay, now I've got a hang. I was proud. I was happy. It's daunting. Jumping into yeah, any kind of editing software. Well <laughs> oh my goodness, Brian. You're yeah, all these no, things. I hear you. Hey, hey, hey. You know, so for I me, no, small I totally things like that you. that happen in the background, just learning how to edit, knowing how to cut and then stitch together and then speed ramp. Ah, dude. <laughs> it's, a, it's a different kind of feeling. So and I think throughout your journey, there's definitely multiple, multiple uh, moments that you're definitely proud of, happy about. I think if you were definitely to sit down and, and look at them and write them down, hey, you'd, you'd fill up a page or two with how many proud moments you've got. Um, so it's a beautiful thing. But congrats as well for, for what you've been able to achieve, especially with the Blogger Awards. Um, it's, it's nothing small. You're right. Like I'm saying, someone nominated you out there and someone somewhere out there was voting. They hit the vote button. They saw your name. They saw your picture and they clicked on it, which is huge, uh, which means you're making an impact. And I just encourage you to continue to grow, to continue to do what you're doing. And the world is your oyster, truthfully and honestly. What is it that you wish you knew about all of this before you went into it? So you mentioned something about adulting. I know you've started your own business and you're self-employed now. I know you are into creativity, photography, and video, all these things, maybe individually or collectively, what do you wish you knew? What do you wish someone told you or warned you about uh, before you jumped into all of this? I think warned me, I don't think... I I wish someone had just told me to start. I wish someone had just just, said, just do it. it. Just start. Don't be scared. Just just do like it. Like you said, like you know, told you, but you didn't. Just... Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, they, <laughs> <laughs> I think I refused to listen, but I wish someone had just said, "Just do it." Um, in in a lot of things, yeah, I have many regrets, especially when it comes to YouTube. I have so many regrets. Uh, I know that I know for a fact that if I had started back then, I would be here. You know, I would be up there. Um, in that space. And I just, I wish I had, I had the gear, I had the tripod, I had the camera. Why didn't I, you know, why didn't I, I could have, I didn't. So if someone had just told me to just start and that's what I tell people, um, who want to go into content creation, whatever it is. And people, you know, people say, you know, you need capital. You need this. No, you don't. You actually don't. I started my, I had a shoe business in 2018. Um, I started that business with one pair of shoes that I made. And then someone bought me three more pairs. 
And that's how I started my business. By the end of the first month, I had 100 orders. Dang. You know. What? So. <laughs> what? You know. So it's it's really just, sometimes it actually just is just start. <laughs> like, just go for it. Just start with whatever you can, you know, and you grow from there. Yeah, and I think the beautiful thing there, uh, what you mentioned is now you get to tell people the same thing. You had no one yeah. to tell you then and you've learned from... I'm sure people um, did tell me. I just didn't listen, to be honest. <laughs> I, I'm sure they told me. I just didn't listen. I just let uh, fear just take take over. I think just... <laughs> you won't eat until you start. Record it. Don't record that video. Sit down and record it. Sit down and record it. Uh, yeah, but it, but I think it's dope. Um, we all experience things differently in different times. Um, but I think it's always like, okay, then what did I learn, and how can I help people moving forward with what I've learned? And you're like, I've learned that you need to jump into this thing. You need to just do it. So I think it's dope that, um, and as much as you regret a lot, and it wasn't, it's not the best memory. It's something that you can use to impact someone's life positively. Um, and I pray that you can hold on to that and um, a lot of people can be helped by that as well. Um, but again, it's, it's been fantastic. It's been a fantastic chat. Thank you. Really it's been fun. Honestly, Thank you for having was, me. It was <laughs> worth the wait for sure. Uh, it's been a pleasure. Thank Definitely. So it's been amazing. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. And I wish you all the best in your creative journey. Thank you so much. And I hope so to have a photo a photo shoot with you. Please. Please. Yes. Kid December. This 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 coming holiday when I'm back yeah. in the yeah. We need to make it happen. Link up. We yeah. need to make videos, photo shoots, all that good jazz. Definitely. Sure. Let's do it. Let's do it. I'm looking I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> Alrighty. Thank you. Cheers. Thank you. Bye.